welcome to the Inspired Riding Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Lauren Parrish. As a certified riding instructor, remote coach, and animal communicator, I bridge the gap between your inner and outer worlds as you strive to enhance all aspects of your riding. I'm here to remind you that you are powerful and more than capable of changing your reality with your horse time. I'm so excited to introduce to you my new guest, Jana Wagner. Jana Wagner has been doing animal communication for 10 years, is a certified Reiki master in three traditions, certified touch for health kinesiologists, certified spiritual director through Oasis Ministries, a two-year program, active in her church, serving on church council, and camera crew organizer. She has a bachelor's degree in equine business management and riding from Johnson and Wales University, Providence, Rhode Island. She works with all species of animals, even a pet raccoon. Jana took her first riding lesson at eight years old and was hooked. She purchased her first horse, Cheyenne, at the age of 12 with money she had saved up. Jana and Cheyenne spent 24 of his 28 years together and competed in many disciplines. Post-college, Jana worked for Hunter Jumper Horse Stables, first as a groom and then as a road manager and stable manager for high-end show horses up to Grand Prix show le- jumping level. She traveled to Spruce Meadows in Calgary, Canada, and to Europe, Holland, Germany, Switzerland, France, and Monte Carlo with the horses. It was during her time traveling abroad for her work that she discovered Reiki and alternate healing practices, and the fascination for energy healing began. She has also managed a private stable in Virginia for a saddle maker, and there developed her eye for movement, comfort, and was able to begin applying the energetic modalities she has been learning with the horses, dogs, cats, and chickens that lived on the farm. Six years ago, Jana moved home in Pennsylvania after her father passed away. This is where Jana decided to commit to developing and honing her skills so that she could develop her own animal communication and healing work to help others with their animals create deeper and lasting understanding and connections. Jana studied under Sandy Rockowitz of One Heart Healing to hone her animal communication skills and much more. As Jana began to work with more animals and their people, she was approached by pet owners seeking for more from their lives. It was then Jana heard about the program for spiritual direction for spiritual guides and knew that that's what she needed to do to help others. Out of a love for learning, Jana continues to help others in any way she can, even if all that is needed is an ear to listen. When we offer a safe space to listen, mountains can be moved. Jana has two wonderful corgis, Toby, who's nine years old, and Wallace, one years, and Chip, a 21-year-old quarter horse who provide constant entertainment and words of wisdom. Jana, thank you so much for being here. I can't tell you how excited I am to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Well, let me get started in asking, how did you get, how did you get started in animal communication? Was it a gift you always had, or is it something that you developed over the years? Well, when I look back at now at my relationship with my first horse, I realized 
I used to always say that I'm not a horse trainer and I didn't train him. He would just do what I asked him to. So I think that consciously I didn't know that I was doing it. Um, one winter I spent in Florida was actually when I met a friend, a really good friend who introduced me to the whole world of energy healing and psychics and yoga and all the like, all the woo-woo stuff. And I was just so blown away by it all. It was so fantastical. And I said, wait, you can learn this. So I started working with a psychotherapist actually because I was really burnt out at my job. It was very high stress. And he was a Reiki master and a healer and he incorporated talk therapy with his healing modalities. And um, he brought up the word healer and I said, what is that? I need to know more about that. <laughs> and he started giving me exercises and reading lists and I just took it and ran with it. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. That's, that's interesting that you say that you had your horse just kind of do what you're asking because you're having a telepathic connection even at an early age. Huh? Yes, yes. I was definitely your typical teenager. Um, very, very shy, very introverted, just terrified of people. I didn't, I've realized now in my, my 40s that kids scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but the animals gave you comfort, right? They did. They did. And I'm um, going from a really uh, friendly, warm environment of a Quaker pu private school as a kid to public school was just so jarring. Oh, and yeah, Cheyenne really helped me through a lot of that. Um, and also, you know, something that brought me to the energy work too, was I've had enough head injuries because Cheyenne was not an easy horse wow. and I used to fly off of him and I mean, fly, not just fall off. Wow. <laughs> so, um, I found that the energy work really helped me post head injuries. So did you have concussions as well? Oh, several. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I had one, a major one at, at 11 years old. I find that interesting. Um, how the horses can help heal us so much right after. Absolutely. Is there anything specific that you did that you think helped you with the head injuries? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time, um, all growing up and through college, I had a, a bad fall in college, actually. I guess it was 11 or 12 years ago that I, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine that I met through Master Gardener, actually, I did that too. <laughs> um, she's a naturopath doctor and she's actually who I studied kinesiology with. And, um, she had been learning brain integration at the time. And I was really having a hard time, you know, I was learning other energetic modalities and I could help myself for a little while and then it would all unravel again. And so she had posted about brain integration and I messaged her and said, what is that about? I think I need that. And our first appointment, we worked with the emotions. So we went through all the people in my life, um, all the events, all the traumas, uh, just I, even the good stuff. It's good to balance the good stuff and have a better relationship with the, the high points in your life. And we did all the emotional work that first day. And it was like this, the lid came off the box wow. and everything started to shift. Um, and then after that, I said, I think I want to do the rest of it because <laughs> there's um, like a 12 hour protocol for brain integration to complete everything. 
And the beautiful thing about brain integration is that it's, it's all energetic. It's all using hand modes. It's all recording energy and information that the body directs the work. So you don't even have to be consciously thinking about, I need this or that your body knows. So, and it's a, what's wonderful about it too, is that, um, you can do a little bit at a time. You can do the whole 12 hours in one go, or you can do an hour here, wait a month, do a couple hours there. Uh, You can go at your own speed, which I think is really great. And what I love about it too, is it's very gentle. So I'm tired after, after that kind of work and you do need rest and recuperation time, but it's gentle. You don't have those healing crises and these, waves of strong emotion that some other modalities um, maybe can bring up. I've, I've experienced those too. Oh, sure. That's really good. And, to know. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that would help a lot of people. Uh, perhaps I can put that in the show notes if you can give me the information. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I was trained to do this with people and um, my dog and my horse, Toby and Chip has actually helped me bring it to the animals and try things with them. Um, You know, the difference between the two of them is Toby I've had from a puppy. So I was learning all of this as he came into my life and I was able to apply it as he needed it. And it's just really neat. He's very laid back and sweet, like easygoing dog, but he started having some anxieties and, you know, life happens and you have experiences and I was able to just sort of implement it as I went. Now, Chip, um, he came into my life when he was 15. So he had 15 years of a whole lot of stuff. Um, A lot of experiences, really, really intelligent. He knew that the way to keep himself safe was to be entertaining and funny. And it always landed him in a good home. So he had a lot of homes, but he had had a lot of good homes. so little by little, you know, with him, I started, I was taking most of my classes around the same time he came into my life. So I really threw a lot at him just trying things out. He used to be really herd bound and I'd bring him in the barn and he would dance around and scream and carry on. So I did a very simple, yeah, (laughs) very simple emotional balance for that. Forgot I did it two weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) forgot all about it, you know, went on with my life. And two weeks later, I bring him in the barn and I said, wait a minute, he's not screaming anymore. (laughs) Living in the moment. You're doing so well with that. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's been interesting because kinesiology can help with health problems too. Some of them aren't easy, but you know, there's layers and layers and levels and levels of this work that you can go into. And, and with each person and each animal I work with, um, the more I'm able to get curious and ask more questions and go all kinds of different directions. And you can even do goal setting in this too, and energetically help, um, help sort of overcome those barriers that keep us from accessing our goals. Um, that's incredible. So you're, you're basically using all of the modalities you've learned, not just connecting with the animal, but you're connecting with them and then scanning their bodies to find out what exactly they need the most, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah. So it also really comes in handy with animal communication because usually most animals I'd say are very forthcoming and very excited to have a way to speak um, freely and in a safe space. But sometimes you connect with one and they're like, yeah, this is weird. I don't think I want to do this. Sure. Um, And being able to have the kinesiology just to sort of start going through the protocols, ask some questions from the emotions, ask some questions in, in other areas. And all of a sudden, something breaks open and they start talking. Um, so sometimes it, it's really useful during like a animal communication reading to just be able to kind of implement that and bring that into the space. That's really cool. And have you ever had your animals help connect with another one that you're trying to chat with? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Toby wasn't feeling good for a while this past year. So he's been, was kind of quiet, but recently he's been buttoning in a lot more. <laughs> um, there's times where I'll recognize a situation with a horse that's happening, but I don't quite have the words and, and they're having trouble articulating it. And I'll, I'll defer to Chip and ask Chip if he can add some insight and he'll say, hey, remember that time we had this experience? And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, that's what that was. Ah, oh, brilliant. And then again, the conversation moves along or, or is assisted in movement. I love that. So what's your favorite part of your job? Ooh. You know, I think my favorite part was, is I didn't used to like people because they made me nervous. And my favorite part is being able to connect with people more. And the conversations are just so fun. You know, even when there's a big problem happening, they're so fun because we're creating understanding, we're creating safer spaces. We're creating the ability to converse and it just, it gets really exciting sometimes. Um, you know, it just kind of gives you a buzz. That's beautiful. <laughs> From being, you know, an introvert teenager to now being able to use your magic, use your gifts and shift your whole perspective on connecting with humans as well. It's, that's awesome. I'm really impressed. Thank you. You're welcome. So how do you use your animal communication skills specifically for riding? Ooh, well, (laughs) I wasn't using them hardly at all until I met you. (laughs) Inspired riding, yes. (laughs) Well, you know what was interesting? Um, Because of my working in show stables is very fast paced and you had to get your work done. So there wasn't a lot of time to pause. You just kind of had to go in and get it done. Um, So I was still bringing that mentality to my time with my horse. So my horse is my time now. And when I would get on him, I would just go in autopilot and work and be done. Um, So I had a couple of pretty significant injuries in the past I guess four years and I started to have some anxiety around those even though they weren't 
connected directly to Chip. They were coming out in my time with him. And then I found you. <laughs> and um, I started to just really become aware that I was going on autopilot and I wasn't connecting with him and I wasn't taking that time. So I started to really consciously practice it. And just, it, it's been just such a complete amazing transformation in the way I, I spend my time with him. Um, I can focus better with him. And it's actually helped me just in general hone my skills with what I do because I can sort of flow between the spaces a little better. I can connect with him without it having to be this whole other state. And well, it's really hard to describe, you know, when you get in those deep places where the words aren't anymore. So you're allowing, um, you're allowing yourself to get in flow and then you're not leaving that flow. You're staying with that beautiful feeling throughout the rest of your day. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yes. And then, you know, when I go to the farm and there's other people around that want to chat, I'm, I'm not so detached from my horse. Like, kind of in that, like you said, flow space. And then I can participate in those conversations, come back over here with my horse. Um, and it's just so, so fun. It's so fun. I love that. So you don't have to feel so, so much of a jarring shift <laughs> from one to the right. other. Right, right, right. Especially when you're sensitive. And I think anybody that's drawn to horses is very sensitive. Usually that's the case. Yes. I'm glad you found that. And he, he has been giving you advice while you're actually riding now, hasn't he? He has. Oh, my goodness. It's so fun. Um, uh, we've been working with a physical therapist by video from Australia, and she visualizes everything she does, which is kind of how I was working anyway, a lot of visualization. And it just... Um, being able to think about an exercise, ask if it felt like a good idea, and then ask Chip if it felt like a good idea, and then just start implementing the exercise. I mean, shoot, I'm trained dressage and combined training, then hunter jumper. Like, there's a lot of training in there. Mm -hmm. um, Chip is Western broke. So think all the natural horsemanship Western style, um, which I had to learn when I got him. But this really helps bring those different training ideas together. And then he's able to um, show me through the process of the exercise, how it's helping his body, why it's helping his body, why it's good to do that exercise and how it's going to help him with his comfort level, because he's helping me understand how his body needs to work rather than me saying, well, if I trained him this way, I'll get this. Um, it's truly a co-creation. Yes. Yes. And that's the most then, thing when you're riding, isn't it? It is. And then, you know, he's kind of a wisecracker. So <laughs> he's always making jokes and things and going, duh. Come <laughs> on, trying to get with it. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you guys ever see Jenna's page, you'll see Chip is always doing the funny face, which is what Indy does as well. And we, we love that because it just, it brings you a smile no matter what, because he's just smiling, beaming at us with his happy energy. <laughs> I was at a horse show a couple of years ago and this was before I met you and I was having my, my little panics and I was checking out and I have no idea how I 
didn't go off course because I was that checked out. Oh, wow. And um, I was came out of the ring, got off my horse, and I'm standing there like, geez, what is this? And he just peeks around my shoulder, smiles in my face, and I was like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at giving you perspective, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Um, big life advice. Anytime I need big life advice, I'll just put a question out to him. And sometimes he'll respond with a song and he'll say, no, not that part of the lyrics. Look up the rest. Oh, my gosh. He's so <laughs> <laughs> he is very specific. Um, and, you know, sometimes he won't say anything until I'm going home. And then I'll hear him clearly offer me some words of advice. And um, he's always right. I love it. I'm so glad that you have him in your life. Well, me too. Um, I was looking for a horse when he literally showed up at the barn and I walked in the barn that day and went, oh, that's my list standing right in front of me. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I had left the color off the list because I wasn't worried about what color the horse was. That, that's kind, you know, you want to keep <laughs> the options open, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I want to go back to something you mentioned about um, having panic attacks at horse shows. So that has shifted quite a bit. Do you want to tell people about the process that you went through to help you? Oh, okay. Well, you know what, it's been a learning process because I did do the kinesiology work with myself because the, you know, your amygdala is your reptilian brain. So that's where your fight or flight originates from. And what was difficult for me was finding what was triggering it. I could go in and do the balance for the amygdala with the survival emotions and help myself a little bit that way, but I wasn't sure what was triggering it. And I'm still not sure what was triggering it, um, to be honest with you. And I'm not even sure it matters because being able to just take a step back and actively, more actively connect with my horse. um, Something that helped a lot was your uh, reset button meditation. Yes. Um, That helped a great deal. And and sometimes it's not important to know what sets you off. It's more important to just go in and be with it and rewrite it. And for those listening, it's one of the inspired riding meditations. It's called the reset button. And what you do is you imagine a wonderful, amazing ride to give yourself some comfort and happy feelings. And then you go in and you think about the ride that was not as pleasant and know that you're safe as you're, as you're doing this meditation and you imagine that ride for just a little while, and then you rewrite it. You basically press pause, you rewind the tape, and you uh, overlay the really good, happy feelings instead. And the more you do that, the more you can train your brain that you're safe and that everything is going to go smoothly again. And then the next thing you know, when you start riding, things do become smoother. And when you take that time, and what, it's only 10 minutes, that meditation? It's very short. Yeah, Uh, not even... I think there's only one that's over 10 minutes, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, that's true. I made them all yeah. short and sweet so people would realize that it wouldn't have to take all day. <laughs> and <laughs> repeat it anytime they want. And I'm just so glad that worked for you. That's awesome. 
It, it was tremendous because I didn't get to show a lot last year. And uh, the last show we went to last year, I used it every day for a week. And I had, we had the best show we've had in years. I got chills from that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was awesome. You know, I was getting the pounding heart and shaking hands. And then I would just check out and, and bless my horse. He still took care of me, but he was doing naughty things in the ring, like bucking or spooking, because he didn't know how else to get my attention back. Sure. And now he's like, oh, good. Mom's here. <laughs> She's being present with me. Thank goodness. Yes, exactly. You know, another thing that helped me a lot was um, implementing the bookmark idea that you teach. Um, and being able, I like I installed a switch off button or a relaxation button. And it's just, it's so simple. I just scratch him in front of the saddle and his mind, it just helps pull, pull his mind back out of whatever he thinks he's got his mind on that might be spooky. And it just makes him go, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm fine. I'm relaxed. Did you have a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> and it's remarkable because I didn't, I wasn't even aware that I had taught him that until like we were working through your program and talking about setting bookmarks and clicker training. And all of a sudden I went, oh, my gosh, I need to use this on the trail rides when he gets scared. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah. And it's. It's just remarkable. The biggest thing I think my biggest takeaway from everything that I've done within your program too, is that we can actually shift things very quickly. It takes practice. I wouldn't say it takes a lot of work, but it takes practice. I love hearing that. And it's so true because um, everything that I offer is presented in a simple way. I often think of presenting things as if I'm talking to a really young horse and we have to do things in really small increments and not overwhelm anyone and, and give them small wins. So they go, oh, I think I get it. And then you stop ahead of time before they think they're done. And they're like, well, I could totally do more. And then, and then they're eager for more later, right? Yeah, yeah, those little glimmers that just like light you up. Totally, it's exciting. And I'm so glad that resonates with you. Um, so, Switching gears just a little bit, I know you've been doing some teaching, and I remember you mentioning doing a clinic to help children connect with horses. Could you tell me more about that? Oh, that was so much fun. Um, so I made up a just a really simple guided meditation. We spent the first the first workshop we did was four hours, and these kids were young, like um, twelve and under. Okay. So I, I was very nervous about keeping their attention that long, but what you know, it was so easy. They were so into it. Mm -hmm. um, so we started with a simple meditation of just connecting with ourselves and with our heart energy and then visualizing our favorite horse and just watching them and seeing how, how did they look to us? And um, what's one thing that makes your horse really happy? And I was just blown away after this little meditation that the kids were so excited to share. And they, they all were like, my horse likes to be comforted. And I just was like, whoa, wow. wow. <laughs> and so part of um, my spiritual direction training is to listen for the patterns. And, you know, 
it's not coaching. It's, it's companioning. It's sitting with someone and listening to what they're bringing up. And the word that kept coming up over and over with the kids was, uh, what was it? Do you remember? I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know I, I wrote a post about it. I, I can't remember what the word was that kept coming up, but it was consistent with everybody. So all throughout the day, I made sure with each exercise we did, we did some tuning fork sound healing. We did some um, currying in a very specific way to help the body, help the fascia. Um, we did uh, some essential oils. We worked with a labyrinth and talked about how it helps us connect with our horses and what it does scientifically, but what it also does for the way we work around them and work together. And, it, you know, they just ate it up. Um, but it kept bringing that theme back into the group and pointing out, so this is something you can do when you feel this way. Oh, look, this is something else you can do when you feel this way. And my friend that I keep my horse with really bugged me to do this. So she made it happen. She's really good at making things happen. <laughs> I'll go, nudge, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll go, oh, yeah, sounds like a good idea. And then just completely forget about it. Um, so she made it happen because she saw a need for the kids that she teaches in her riding lessons needing a way to understand what she was trying to teach them and appreciate their horses. And, you know, we, we sent the horses love and appreciation all day. Beautiful. And you could just see it coming through and coming through. And the following week, my friend actually told me, you wouldn't believe it. This little girl, when she, right before she got off her horse, leaned down and hugged him and said, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. Oh, and this little girl, not before that, before that, it was always, are we done? Can we go? And just a complete shift. Wow. Oh, such beautiful things. I love it. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) More of that in the world, please. Yeah. You know, it was so interesting as we had started out, we, we first did a workshop for women. So, um, you know, older teens and women. And, and I think it went well, but the kids ate it up in a way that maybe older people wanted to, but not, not the same. It was definitely a very different quality. And um, in working with having done two different workshops with the kids, I think that I would do the adult one very differently. Cool. Well, I would think that with the kids, their cups are not as full. That's a good way to say it. You know, um we have so much and you know some adults are a little more dated than others so (laughs) um, if you invite them to play and get into their childlike state first that might be a fun thing to do um, yes or yes new things so even if you just start a dance party you know (laughs) like get them going (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah we totally want to get one of those programmable buttons and have a 30 second dance party at the farm every day. I think it's brilliant. (laughs) Maybe, maybe ask Chip what music he wants to have played for him. Um, I I suggest that to people is to create a playlist uh, out of a lot of music that you played for your horse and you can tell that your horse likes it. I know Indy loves like the Rocky theme song. Um, 
Bentley used to love the James Bond theme song, dun, 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 you know, and he would just be like, <laughs> I am in charge. <laughs> I've got this. I'm on a mission. You know, it was hilarious. So the more you can just get more playful with people and, and give them permission to have fun. I think that's the biggest key with all of this is people have forgotten that it's still okay to have fun. It's still okay to enjoy life and enjoy your horse and appreciate more. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause there's absolutely. so much craziness in the world, but our horses will remind us that we still have that fun button in there. And they want to press it for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are some of your favorite lessons you've learned from the animals that you've tuned in with? This one's huge for me, and I come back to it over and over again. Um, you know, shortly after my dad passed, I had a part-time job, and I was doing um, animal communication part-time. I just moved home, so I'm trying to kind of uh, move through that. Um, my sister's husband passed away three months after dad did. So it, it was just a really crazy year, uh, really bumpy. And I was really struggling with going to, I, I was just struggling. And Toby and I went to this park and just sat and um, we sat together and I journaled a while and he started to share with me about how important reflection time is. And so his favorite, favorite thing to remind me, and I come back to this all the time is one step forward, two steps back is a life requirement. We need to see backslide as reflection and not a failure. Uh, we need to, we, we have to reflect in order to move forward again. Okay, I got crazy chills. That's cool. <laughs> so um, going back is a reflecting time, not a failure. Yes. I love that. Yes. That is so important for people to hear. Because I can't tell you how many times people think, oh, I had a fall or, oh, I've had some time off. And uh, it's just, I just wish I could get back to where I was. And like, well, we have to create a new normal and think about the blessing that you get to begin again. Yes. Think about how you'd like to redo it and hit that reset button and reflect on it. That's just gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that, Jenna. Welcome. And uh, it helps with those plateau times in life because that feeling of plateau, um, I know Sandy would remind me that the plateaus are the spaces where you take the time to hone your skills and be with them. And that's a reflecting time too, because I would get hard on myself about, I learn things very quickly as I, I get so excited and I just absorb it all. And then there's this plateau and I'm like, I lost today. I can't, I, it's gone. And, but it wasn't gone. It just was, I had moved up another level, if you will. And I was learning to be comfortable in this new level and practice my skills there. So when you can kind of shift that perspective of plateauing into this is my reflection and my honing my craft time, it starts to just get really exciting and really fun. I just had this image. Uh, if we think about us being parts of the matrix and strings of the matrix, and as you're in that plateau and in 
what I would think as an integration time, integrating the new magic, I would think that your string will light up and be even shinier in those moments, right? Yeah. How did I even skip the integration word? <laughs> because I was supposed to say it out loud for you, I guess. <laughs> we just follow the flow, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, um, the string meditation too, learning that from you that day was just such a profound insight for me to be able to, again, just go into those little spaces from time to time, move that energy when you you find you have a need. It's a really effective, again, gentle and safe way to shift something for yourself. It's, it's really incredible to be able to work with energy that way. Oh, thank you for saying that. And it really is you owning your magic, owning your power, that you can be the master of your universe and literally get quiet enough to acknowledge your power, your light, the string, and then ask whatever situation or, or entity or being in front of you to present itself. And then you simply pluck it once and shift the energy. And you can find that in the sprinkle of fairy dust meditation in, in my series of meditations. And what's, what's really profound about that one, Jenna, and I'm glad you brought it up, is that was the first time I felt like I was really pushing go on presenting all of the magic within me to my clients. Because we were on a Zoom meeting in the remote coaching group, and I literally said out loud, here we go. I'm going to take it. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I just jumped in the deep end, but hopefully no one's head's going to pop off. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're loving it. We're going to keep going. Oh, my gosh. So, yep. And I kept swimming. And now I'm on the other side looking back like, oh, I did that. And it really helps people. This is so cool. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day because you're like, did I tell you guys about? And I went, what? I need this. I need to know this. Tell me now. <laughs> what is this magic? I need to know this. <laughs> and I so appreciate you and the other group members being so open to it. And that's what made me feel comfortable. Um, we create this beautiful, supportive, loving, kind space where we can show everyone all the things we've learned in a really another co-creative state. And, and that's what helps us shift our lives and shifts our, shifts our lives with our horses for sure. You know, what's been so incredible about being a part of your group is that um, I had just completed my spiritual direction training the year before, and I still meet with my peer group every month from, from that class, and it's wonderfully supportive and life-giving, but I, I needed more. Um, I wasn't ready to go take the third year of direction, so I, didn't, I haven't done that yet, but you can do it at any time, um, but I needed more. I've always been a horse person. So anything presented to me in the context of horses, it just sticks. It makes sense. And I've found like an extension almost of my direction group and included the horses. Like I found that in this group. So not only do I have them to meet with every month, I have you and everybody in the group. And it's, it's just so, <laughs> it's so life-giving. Um, I, I think I've had more personal growth in the last year and a half than I have in my whole life. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I love it. Uh, you've been one of my most incredible friends over the past year. I mean, not only being supportive in the group, but you've also tuned in for my animals 
Might need a second. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to cry with you. <laughs> so being an animal communicator, it makes it a unique situation when you have to connect with your own horses, especially when it's their time to cross over. And mm-hmm. Bentley, Bandit, Bridget, and Obi cross over last year. And Jana was just absolutely incredible with the confirmations and comfort. And I just have to thank you again for that. <laughs> so, and I'll just keep crying. I'll let you talk. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm honored and grateful that I could do that for you. And that's one of my biggest goals in working with people is to offer that safe space for conversation and and comfort and understanding because loss is huge, you know, and knowing that we can still, we can still be with them in a different way. It's very difficult for humans to not have the tangible being there to touch them and, and feel them near us. Um, but, you know, it's, it's another wordless place when you you think that deep into your heart and really start to connect with them on other levels and it's just a vibration isn't it you just feel it yeah yeah Yeah. you know I I know my dad has been instrumental in helping me develop this too because we we literally talked on the phone every day wow um, just about whatever. And dad will let me just chatter on and on about whatever I learned that day or whatever profound insight I'd had. Um, and he would ask me questions about it. And, um, but he still talks to me. He still leaves me pennies when I ask him questions. I'll find a penny or the sun will come out behind the clouds right on cue and shine right in my face. And okay. I know. I know dad heard me and responded and I know that he's really helped open me to a place I wasn't comfortable with. Um, I connecting with animals and spirit was pretty scary. And I used to feel like I was just looking into a black abyss, hoping something would show up somebody, anybody. <laughs> okay. And, you know, and since then I've, I've learned new ways to work with that and, through spiritual direction, I learned to work with that. Um, We learned about praying with icons. There's a lot of different spiritual traditions that have statues. They have paintings that are odd looking. Um, But I sat with this drawing of an owl that I sat and just looked at it for 30 minutes and it started talking to me. And in that, it gave me a framework where the owl could fly out of the picture. Owl, owls are actually messengers between realms. I found that out later. Um, and the owl would bring back the animal I needed to talk to. And it would just kind of sit in that space. And when the first time I implemented that, I had, we had the best conversation with this cat that had passed away. And I just was floored. It was such an incredible experience. Um, and, you know, and since then I've shifted it a little bit because I, I have this really amazing client who I help her with her animals, but she's also an intuitive healer. And she shared with me a roomy quote about meet me in the meadow 
I think he used a, a different word, but I like meadows, so that's what I use. Um, so I picture this meadow that is beautiful to me, that has all these vibrant flowers and just sort of this framework and even the animals that are living, the animals that have crossed over, I always picture that meadow and then I ask them if they'll come meet me there because their people would like to have a conversation. <laughs> and everything just flows so beautifully. Um, even when I'm having a day where I'm maybe not at my best and it's a little bit harder, there must be some stuck energy in here. So I, my puppy <laughs> I confirm all of this for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he told me... Um, he told me he's a demon eater, which I think is hilarious because I don't really subscribe to demons. <laughs> um, but he is the black energy mover. And, um, you know, when I forget to clear my energy after a reading, he'll come up and clean my ears and all around my head. And he just, uh, you know, helps remind me to keep my energy clear. That's beautiful. And that's Wallace or Toby? That's Wallace. The younger one. Yeah. Yeah. He's feisty. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. Oh, I love it. Uh, well, I can't tell you how grateful I am just to know you. And let's see. I want to ask just a couple more questions if we have time. Uh, I have time. Cool. What do you wish people would ask you? Hmm. I can tell you what they most often ask. Does he or she need anything? And it's a fine question, but it's a, it's a very open-ended question. And it used to bother me quite a bit, but I'm starting to understand. And by starting, I mean the past handful of years, um, that that's their time to have the floor and really bring up what's on their heart first and foremost. Um, I, I prefer specific questions. But you know what I wish people would ask me is how can I better connect with my animal? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's what I would love. And so a lot of people do. And there are people that aren't ready to do that. That's okay, too. And um, is the animal different in the advice on how to connect with them? Or do you give general advice? How does it usually present itself? Their animals usually have really specific suggestions because they're very aware of their people's learning style or maybe where they're receptive. And then with that, I can offer some of the things I did to learn. Um, you know, if you come across somebody that likes to read, well, there's a lot of resources for that. If you come across somebody that's more intuitive and wants to work with it that way, um, there are four psychic gifts, um, intuition, empathy, visionary and prophetic and when when I do work with people one-on-one -on -one to learn animal communication we talk about those gifts we talk about how understanding how they receive information because for me I found that's the biggest roadblock to learning this is that being confused about how information is coming in and just to sort of set that very simple clear framework um, says, oh, I, I really pick things up this way. I notice this more. Okay, so let's work with that. And let's, um, and then we invite their animals in to help with the coaching too. 
and look through their eyes, do different exercises there. And I think that's the biggest thing is um, understanding how we receive information and the rest is just practice. Absolutely, thank you, that's awesome. I'm glad you could help people that way. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. Um, I wouldn't mind doing more of it. I just have a couple of people I'm working with, but you know, I, I always encourage people to learn it that are interested and make sure they have the resources and they say, reach out to me anytime. It, it's a lot of fun. And I understand the people that say it was a little bit unsettling or nerve wracking and maybe, you know, put the offer out there if you'd like to work together so it feels safe. That, that's what I'm here for. I love that. And that's so important because society has taught us and conditioned us, quote unquote, to, you know, not believe these things. But when mm-hmm. you get so many confirmations, it's it's kind of ridiculous not to believe it at this point. <laughs> Especially right? in it's like, yeah, um, it's so clear that it works. It's it's amazing. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm still blown away every time I tell my horse I'm coming to the farm. I'm driving. I'm on the way. Could you wait at the gate for me? And he is standing there. <laughs> I don't say hi Chippy when I walk in the yard and his head whips around he's like you're here <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes I feel like horses or animals in general don't necessarily understand the time concept because everything is now do you get that too I would say yes because I'm starting to live in that space with them nice yeah yeah you know, those times that Chip isn't at the gate waiting for me, um, I walk out to the field to get him and he meets me part way. And then he's like, look, I wanted you to see this. And there'll be something. One day it was two hawks flying over his head. Oh, wow. One day it was just a beautiful sunset. Or you, you never know. But if I didn't walk out there, I would have missed it. I'm really glad that you're able to hear them that way. It's so neat. (laughs) So, Here's another question for you. What are some of your biggest dreams for your business? Like if you had a magic wand and said, this is how it's going to look in the future. I would love to have my own sort of retreat space. um, Somewhere where I could invite people to come and, and learn this and, in a safe, supportive space, um, you know, work in that aspect. I, I've been asked by my spiritual direction teacher to develop a class for animals role and direction. And I'm still kind of feeling that out. That's, you know, that's still in the works. I really need to get better at organizing my schedule. (laughs) Um, That's the future though I'll definitely be there (laughs) (laughs) that would be uh you know that sort of sounds like a habit I want to change but that is definitely a dream to be able to be really good with my schedule um so that it flows better valid for most people though so (laughs) 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 um you know part of it is that part of the dreams already been realized that I've been able to go on my own for the last two years and it's more than supported us. And 
to, you know, feel, oh gosh, I really need to think about this some more. <laughs> I, know I need to dream some more. <laughs> what? I know how to push the envelope a little. <laughs> yeah. Those pony nudges, like, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking a power session around that topic would be a really great idea. We can do that later, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let me ask you another question. If you could tell the horse world one major concept that you wish the entire horse world would know and integrate, what would it be? Slow down and take your time. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely slow down and take your time. There's so much pressure, especially in the competition world, to be ready and be okay with letting your horses have a week off. And especially when they're having physical challenges, sometimes they just need a rest. Um, sometimes you just need a rest. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that it's okay. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't show a winter. We showed one time in April, a whole bunch in June, July, and August. But other than that, nothing. We were just playing with our horses and relaxing and having a good time. And you know, now it's week after week after week after week. And having worked with horses on the upper level, you had to keep them feeling like they were ready to do anything. And um, it definitely sparked my interest in alternative healing practices because we had all the gadgets for this woman I worked for. We had all the stuff. It was really cool stuff. Um, but, you know, there were times when it would have been great for those, for all of us to just have a really good rest. Oh, I'm sure. These are the horses you were traveling in Europe with. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I think they would get burnt out. You know, these, these horses are just such athletes and they have this athlete mentality and they just are willing to do what we asked them. And it, it always blew me away how they would always come out ready and try hard. And I mean, they're incredible, but uh, I've definitely completely shifted how I, obviously how I interact with my horse and how I see who he is to me in my life and, and why, why we go to shows. You know, I just recently made out a whole list of why I want to show because that wasn't clear to me. And realized that I just wanted to go and do something I'm good at and have fun with it and not worry about, oh, did I level up this week? You know? Oh, that's cool. Um, yes. Yeah. Nice and then yeah. I'm definitely goal-driven and goal-oriented. Yeah. You know, those show horses, I do have the opportunity to check in with when they're having problems, a lot of those people, if they're contacting me, they're willing to slow down and, and wait and have a rest. So that's a really good point. Because they, if they're open enough to actually listen to their horse's heart, hopefully they're open enough to, you know, honor what they're asking. Right, exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I didn't ask you? Yeah, he, you know, Wallace is reminding me that he's so young and he's still in his learning um, and sharing what his gifts and talents are. And he's helping me learn a lot of new things too, but he's just reminding me that 
to honor where you are and be okay with where you're at Um, because 10 years ago you isn't who you are now because you're always evolving and growing just just stay open love it thank you so much Janet thank you and how can people get a hold of you well, I have a Facebook page. It's Jana Wagner Animal Communication. I think it says and wellness or healing. Um, I have a Facebook page. Um, my best friend, Elise, she does web design. So she's helping me uh, digitize my logo. And I discovered I do actually have a website set up still. <laughs> but I need to revise <laughs> and reactivate. I didn't we'll, know it was there. We'll send people <laughs> For now, I'll put in the show notes your page so people can find you that way for now. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good. Well, I so appreciate your time and thank you again for helping with all of our animals, of course, and and just being an amazing human and and showing up and, you know, owning your magic in this world. I I know it makes a difference just being you. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And may the horse be with you always. Wow, that was quite the interview. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you did, please go to the Apple podcast and write a review. I would so appreciate that. Remember to lead with kindness for yourself and for your horse. Be sure to check out the website inspiredriding.com and you can find more podcasts as well as insights and a free course on how to create a powerful bond with your horse. Thank you so much for listening. And may the horse be with you always.